0: what we'll do we'll hit record and we'll see what nonsense we come out with that feels like it to me whatever nonsense we've got this week um before we start though um this is an important question <laughs> breakfast lunch dinner rank them in order of use because i had a lunch today that was, yeah what's the the best what's the best because like i had a lunch today that was thoroughly disappointed and it continues a trend of disappointed lunches for
1: me i think lunch is is definitely third back that yeah yeah if you go out i think that's pretty top tier but otherwise dinner's number number one for me yeah otherwise i think it's the second this second so i think dinner's one as well
2: you can go. You can have the worst day in the world. Will, but if you know you're going to have a nice dinner in the evening, it keeps you going. But equally, if you like, like I know,
0: I know, because when I used to, be, when I was like, they were like, "Oh, we're having shepherd's pie tonight." The worst room of day, but it didn't, it didn't about what happened during the day. Like I could have won the Euro Millions, but I'm still going home to shepherd's pie, and I'd be like, "This just sucks." Shepherd's, pie, can't shepherd's-, shepherd's
3: pies you go to trash dinner
0: shepherd's pie is the thing I like least in the world honestly I would I would rather wear a Tottenham shirt than eat a shepherd's pie that is a ridiculous claim (laughs) Nah, that's not true that's not true you could spit the 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 shepherd's pie out um but I don't understand shepherd's pie to me is just bland it's
2: trash awful
3: I don't like shepherd's pie I haven't had it for
0: years
2: despite the rumors on the street
3: I don't really have it no
0: but fuck shepherds and fuck their pie too that's what I say. Tell you what I did have today, though. I don't know why. I, we'll get somewhere in a minute. I had a cheese scone. Let me tell you, savoury scones. I, I was just... I, Mike, I pulled that face like you when I was told about it. I thought to myself, this is going to be awful. This is going to be like the worst thing I've ever had. It's quite nice, actually.
2: No, I, I was going to say... It, it sounds a horrible idea, but I have also had a cheese scone before, and they're not that bad.
0: For a
3: fruit scone. Not no,
2: I
0: don't...
2: Look, dried fruit.
0: Get it. Get it. Get it. Gone. When they used to turn up with sultanas with that like weird woman on the packet after school, club I was like, oh, honestly, I could have drop kicked it. Was that not raisin? yeah. raisins?
2: Raisins like, in it, yeah. That
3: yeah, that red raisin box with the. Yeah,
2: yeah I, can't I remember what. Like, uh, yeah, no, not for me. I just don't like the. T- it's it's less. Backing. It's less about the
0: taste. It's more about. Yeah, the texture. You,
2: yeah.
0: Well, this is this is my problem. Every time that like, you go out and you have sticky toffee pudding because sticky toffee pudding is an elite dish but every now and then they're like oh we're gonna throw like a load of dead flies in there and you're like oh (laughs) "Oh, great that
1: is true sometimes you do get some shockers yeah
0: but it's always like the other day i was out or coming where i was but it was an elite meal it was like top (laughs) tier Like the main was excellent and then they were like oh oh, sticky toffee pudding i took one bite of this thing and i'm
1: like "Eh." all right here's another one for you are you starters in main or main and dessert? If you
2: you have should to pick only two. All right, starters and main. I honestly think main and dessert,
1: you know. But uh, on
3: Saturday night, we went for uh, main and dessert, so I'll go with that. Indeed indeed. I so think I'm like... a starters and
1: main man as
0: well. I just
3: start yeah. starters
1: and nah, main.
3: Is, nah, well, it's better. It's well, better well, actually, it's just it...
1: go all three, why not? Yeah, it it all or you know whether they serve raspberry sorbet or not. Hold on, hold on.
0: All three, all three with the cost of living increases. Look at Buddy Bag's bird over there. <laughs> Been taken over by the Ricketts Corporation. Yeah,
2: but Will, what you're forgetting is if you stay in the restaurant long enough, you're not paying for any power at home. So it could be a long game for bird hair. Huh? Well,
0: you
3: turn it,
2: you turn <laughs> it off your fridge. You, you, you,
0: you, t- you turn it off your fridge when you leave. Or do we all trust the fridge?
2: No, I mean. you not, not paying that. for heating
3: or a lighter or anything yeah. like you? Not
0: that. No, you're for electricity, though.
3: Well, I'm not paying for electricity. I'm Fair,
0: enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. We're we'll paying for electricity much longer. If you've got some solar panels and you want this podcast to sponsor your solar panel business, we're happy to do that. Likewise with Cafe Rouge. At Cafe Rouge, I'm starters, as main and dessert. I was going to say. For the but cheap,
2: you, cheap price. Did you not name the uh, restaurant you had nice food in case it jeopardised Cafe Rouge's marketing team's line? Well, of- no, it
0: was Cafe Rouge. I've never had a good meal outside of Cafe Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> That's inandaroundpod at gmail.com <laughs> Anyway Right <laughs> Hello welcome to another episode of the In and Around Podcast I'm one of your hosts Will to joining me this week Like every week is Sports media's number one number one, Joel Linton correspondent And Talisa superfan And OK Magazine reader It's Mr Mike Breslin Just, I mean
1: there's no listeners left so that doesn't even matter
0: <laughs> 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 every week every week I'm just like whatever we can we get to that avoids us talking about the football every week Um, also to his um, diagonal on the screen upwards you can't see the screen I don't know why I'm describing it it's um, the Walcott Warbler Mr Pod Ross good
3: evening good evening
0: Good evening, indeed. And then below him, making his return to the podcast after the tragic events of last week. It is the car-crashing, gum-chewing, mostly marauding statistician himself, Mr David Harris. Dave, have you recovered?
2: Well, you see, well, I'm, I'm baffled because I listened to the first ten minutes of the pod and there was no mention of me having any sort of incident. So, so not sure what it was that you claimed oh, the, it was flat viewing. Uh, oh God, was, it, was the preamble for the pod really that long last week? Dave, what happened? <laughs>
0: I can't, believe, I can't believe how we can
2: explain this to you. What happened? It was 10 minutes in and you still hadn't mentioned me, so I thought, oh, maybe they just didn't mention me at all. No, we told them about your fight with the raccoon. Well,
0: and where you went, <laughs> you, went, you went down the corridor and the raccoon snakes out the eyes of the raccoon into your eyes, eating your eyes. But yeah, I'm glad to see you've recovered.
2: They oh, can't see me to be flower I can be could be sat here with two you eye patches.
0: Could, you could be anyone has anyone seen like the Brendan Fraser mummy where they take the eyes and that and he turns around and it's okay. It's a, it's a classic. Sadly I
3: have seen the Brendan Fraser. Mummy. <laughs> I
2: have
0: also He's also got a great great scene in the second mummy. It's a terrible great film. I'd just talk about the
3: second one. The
0: second mummy where he goes he goes, This train is cast. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Honestly, the best French actor since Steve Martin. Anyway. Um who wants to kick us off by talking about football? <laughs> Is anyone gonna... There's only
1: one place to start. Go on then. Stamford Bridge. I'm going on mute. <laughs> Chelsea 1, Brentford 4. Um, I mean, they actually, they hammered them. It was great. Mm-hmm. That was pretty great. Was this game 0-0 at half-time as well? It yeah. Was. It, coincidentally,
0: yeah it was. coincidentally, the half I watched before turning it off saying this game's boring.
1: So there you go. Of course, highly legal from Will to watch that first half. But um, sorry, did I
0: say watch it? I meant listened dutifully using uh, the radio. I had the wireless on. Wireless.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, obviously Rudiger's goal to kick it all off was an absolute worldy. Um, I think when he when he took the shot, Thomas Frank and all the Brentford players were probably thinking that's in the stands. will uh, we'll take the goal kick in off the post 1-0 Chelsea you see that pop up on your phone like this game's over um, yeah apparently it wasn't uh, Ericsson was good Jan Elk scored a couple And Buemo and Tony had, had the Chelsea defence on absolute strings for most of that second half Tony should have scored two in the first half
3: to be yeah good. yeah when Mendy yeah, hit actually, that puts out yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah that was interesting I mean I don't know if Obviously, they've played pretty well under given all the circumstances. Well, I say played pretty well. They've got good results. Chelsea not necessarily played all that. They've well. played.
0: They've played pretty well. They've controlled most of the games they've been in. To be fair to them. Okay, there you go. I haven't
1: really watched them, but <clears throat> um, big Champions League night coming up. Whether that's in their in their head at all, um, and obviously everything else going on off the pitch at the, around the club, maybe starting to catch up with them a little bit. They have, mm. like I say, they have done well so so far. Um, but yeah, Brentford, very good. After I resigned them to relegation, they, uh, they've they been quite good since then. So that's, that's always what you love to see. To be fair, Brentford were on a dive at one point and then Everton
2: went, hey, no one's going on as much as a dive as us this season. So, Brantford could pick up no more points, and Everton aren't catching them. So Everton didn't even climb to
0: jump off, did they? They like they sort of like instead of diving off something, they just fell through a hole
1: in the ground. <laughs> true, true. But um, yeah, it's like one of those stupid signs where it's like watch the step, and it's literally like <laughs> three centimeters. <laughs> They've gone for the dive off that. <laughs> it's absolutely appalling. But yeah. Dave, what were
2: you going to say? I was just going to say, I think with Brentford, like, they're not scared no. about who they play against, are they? So, like on the first day of the season when they shocked Arsenal, you you sort of know with them that
1: you they're always going to...
2: Gonna... That, yeah. Well, I was just... Sorry, Ross. He's in his Arsenal shirt as well. well they, but, they've yeah. played I mean, well that against... That game City. shouldn't
3: have been played, to be fair. We were missing out the squad with COVID. So.
2: They've, they've well, played well think... against City
3: and Liverpool too. Yeah,
2: they they just... They're not scared, are they? So, they still go out at people. And if, if they're playing well, like yesterday, they can score four against you. So, fair play to them, I think, for keeping up how they played. They've had some dips, but they still play the way that they wanted to play. I respect that for any new team in the league.
1: It is stark how much better they've been since Tony's come back from injury. It's It's even more obvious now how much of a key he is to to them I think um, obviously it kind of lines up with when Eriksen came in as well this time around but when he's actually scoring for them well and being causing havoc up there makes such a difference to him um, so yeah hopefully for their sake he stays fit could he get in the England squad no no no, uh, I just think no some injuries uh, no
3: nope, yeah.
0: maybe no nope better than Calvert-Lewin he's not, <laughs> he's, no,
1: not he's not better than Kane no, either or Tammy Abraham while I'm at it no, he's not, he's he's not going to play no. in front of Kane is he but I'm just Wait. if you're going to have someone coming off the bench it might be an interesting option
3: hmm. well yeah I mean I've you've seen got seen Abraham's probably second choice and you've got Watkins as well unlikely
0: I would say look Ollie Watkins near the England squad I, I, I've, I've seen enough I've seen enough
3: yeah, we think we can win a the World Ch- Cup. Isn't he? To be fair, I'm
0: just... Well, Tyrone Biggs is in there. Villa can't have more than two players in there. I'm not having it. Right. While um, we're on evens, just quickly. Apparently, oh, our yeah, group
1: is, we... is the hardest by FIFA ranking, and I just can't believe that.
2: No. No, neither.
0: But,
1: you know, it's because the LeBron James of soccer's in there, man. He is.
0: Christian Pulisic. Yeah. <laughs> is anyone else really worried about USA versus Iran? <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried for when the BBC go and that's available by the red button. I'll be like, don't remind them, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> England's
1: seven to to win the
0: whole thing. By the way. I honestly, I can't wait till. Uh, Where do
1: we rank in the uh, favourites? That's their favourite. Third. I
0: can't that's wait till Harry Kane. Harry Kane wins the Golden Boot by the way by scoring four against Iran, having one going off his ass versus the USA, and then getting a penalty against like Costa Rica in the. It's round the sixteen, and that's enough. Oh, I can't wait! Yeah, big.
1: I can't wait to do more. Um, more of our predictions for the World Cup because they went so well in the Euros. Yeah, Turkey, 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 Turkey.
0: <laughs> um, can we get Christian Pulisic to partner Turkey? Good lord! Um, back to Brentford quickly. Christian Ericsson's, uh won a league title last year, and was a key cog in that midfield for Antonio Conte and now is playing for Brentford so that's probably an underrated addition given that we all thought he would um, we all thought the aftermath of obviously the incident the we thought we might have lost a bit there and he hasn't he clearly hasn't lost a lot he does, he's probably not as fit as he once was obviously but he's still a real quality player playing in a team that needed that extra little bit of real quality and he was brilliant on the weekend from what I saw um, really, really nice, yeah, nice goal.
1: Yeah, well, he's been, he's been in good form for both Denmark and uh, Brentford, obviously, the last few weeks. He's had a good little run, which is great.
0: Brentford were really good, really good, really good. That said, um, Tuchel got it completely wrong. Completely wrong. He played a midfield of Loftus Cheek as the sitter and then played Mount and Kante alongside him. So there's a yeah. reason. And then they moved into a back four, which is fine playing a back four, but you've got to have protection in front of it. And there was no protection in front of it. Chelsea had the same problems with widths They always have since Chilwell and James have not played in that Alonso can't get up and down. And they made it even worse by playing Timo Werner left wing who couldn't do anything. So I think I'm not particularly worried because they set it up wrong and he won't make that mistake again. And then the second thing is this exact... Um, match day last year, they lost five two to West Brom.
1: Yeah, I heard that comparison. Funny.
0: Which, and then they beat Porto so like the following week. So yeah. sometimes good players just get things wrong, and when they get things wrong when they're set up poorly, I think it's a different matter. That said, I don't think they'll do anything playing Alonso this season. I
3: saw a stat about Timo Werner's Premier League XG, by the way. Yeah.
2: So seven, okay.
3: seven goals from sixteen point seven seven XG in the Prem. Since joining Chelsea. Oh, that's tough.
0: Yeah. What a, uh, what a weird decision to play him, though, against Brentford in this game. Because Brentford didn't... If you didn't watch the first half, thank God, because it was a diabolical game of football. And then I turned it off the second <laughs> after, click some heads on Warzone. Let me tell you, me and Dave getting some dubs. There we go. Mm. Um, I say dubs like there was more than one. Um That said, no space in behind. Chelsea just had tons of the ball. And Timo Werner, in the right tactical setup, is probably going to be a fine player. Like If you put him in Germany, where they play a high line, he is lethal. But if you play him against a team that's going to sit in deep, it really highlights the flaws in his games. Like um, his first touch, his passing, his chance creation, his ability to take a man on. Literally everything, quite frankly. He's... But that said, like this is why he looks better in the Champions League. Because it's a more level game most of the time. And you can see the fact that he's terrifying in the transition. But in a game like this, it's baffling that he's playing. Absolutely baffling. Chelsea are in desperate need of a winger who can take on a man. Other than the LeBron James of soccer. Because, honestly, he couldn't finish his...
1: Yeah, ZX isn't going to do it, is he? He doesn't really no. take on a man.
0: No! <laughs> ZH is a good player and ZH and Mount on that one side where Mount does the overlapping runs is perfectly fine but they just need they need to they need a they need Callum Hudson-Odoi to be what Callum and odoi has shown it can be on occasion and they just need that from him every week which doesn't look like it's going to happen that's the problem with Chelsea anyway they're boring we'll talk about them anymore <laughs> other than to say that Rudiger tries that shot once a game yeah he does that season and it's finally gone in and they're always close but what is the keeper doing that's what I'd say like you should, you should, as soon as you see Tony Rudiger on the ball you'd just be like right, it's coming it's coming you can't be caught so I
3: bad. mean he, he did absolutely hammer it to be
1: fair
0: nah safe i
1: catch that So Brentford now 11 points clear of Watford in 18th so they're going to be fine now aren't they
3: You'd like to think so. Yeah.
1: yeah. What for eight games to go? So yeah, and Brentford are playing a bit better. Goal difference is way higher too. Yes, it would take a seventeen-goal swing. Yeah, <laughs> you can almost add an extra point onto Brentford's yeah.
0: gap. Who went up via the playoffs last year? Was it Brentford?
1: Yeah. Have Watford yeah. Got this on. On. Have
0: Watford and Norwich got this so wrong?
1: It just happens year after year, and I don't really get it. They want I to change. I know the gap's big, but then you've got like a like a Leeds come up and do well. You've they want to Brentford. They want to reform the Champions <laughs> Swansea, League. Guys.
2: It was Swansea, not Barnsley, that they beat in the playoff final.
0: They want to reform the Champions League, but I want the Championship to be reformed, and I want it to say if you've been in the Premier League. More than three times in like four years. More than like two times in four years. You're not allowed back up because <laughs> I can't see West Brom again. Like West Brom, Fulham, just set 1.5. Let's get them into League 1.5. Let's have them play a little mini league and let's have them play that for 100 years and so then we don't have
1: to deal with them. I think you won't have to see West Brom next year. By the way, we never did our little Championship recap, but it's looking. We like
2: lost well to Blues.
3: I mean, yeah, if that's a side, they're not coming back up.
1: And yeah, they lost the Blues yesterday, which is which is hugely concerning. Yeah, we <laughs> battered them as well. Steve uh, Bruce's men down in 12th in the Championship. Have
3: they won
2: since he's been there? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah,
1: they won one. Paul is claiming they've won two in their last five, but I've certainly not seen that.
2: Can
0: you believe that this is the man that was entrusted with the mercurial talents of John
1: Unbelievable! Well, it's isn't it? It's no wonder he wasn't performing. <laughs>
0: what's the what's the excuse now? Um, <laughs> he has been performing. Season, thank you. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah.
1: Nah, nah, not for me, chief.
0: Um, what, who do you want to talk about next?
1: I don't know where to go next because we we could have to eat some humble pie here about Brighton.
0: Oh, great part of the chamber of shit. I like it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, how
1: yeah, many we waiting to say that? I'm in kind of Norwich know?
0: now. But yeah. Actually, yeah. No, here's what I'm going to say, Dave. If I've been waiting to say that for any longer than the last two minutes, I really do think I need to do some work. Um. Okay. Twelve points clear of the drop zone, though. So it depends.
1: Well, they, they were
0: looking at Champions League football after about eight games. <laughs> I mean, we all knew that wasn't realistic so, yeah. to hope for that. But for, it's really hard to like look at Brighton, isn't it? Because I've no idea if they should be, based on their resources, if they should be a top 10 team. They want to be a top 10 team. And again, given that last year they they played really well in Predator, the new style stayed up, you really thought this season would be a consolidation. But they just haven't kicked on, have they?
3: Well, they just need someone who can put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. It would have been my first thing to address, I think, last summer. Because Mopay just is not here. He's just not good enough. Like, they had 2.63 yeah. XG and couldn't score against Norwich. Like
2: Literally, everyone scores
3: against Norwich. They had 31 shots, four on target. I mean. You start with Mopé and Welbeck. Well, I love Danny Welbeck, but you just don't yes. get many goals out of them too, I'm afraid.
2: It,
0: Danny Welbeck, not a good striker. No,
3: I, I just, I do like him.
0: <laughs> Can you explain why? He's got some good goals for Arsenal. He's <laughs> got some big goals
3: for Arsenal, to be honest. Yeah.
0: Can I? Like, not uh,
3: super prolific, obviously. But. So,
0: I mean, the, th- the 13th eight games to get eight points and then they'll have a club record point tally in the league. So there's a bit of context Is that theme. right? Yeah, it is. Wow. Um, but how many more seasons are we going to be sat here explaining that they can't put the ball in the back of the net?
1: Could be a lot but if they I mean I don't know. Because <laughs> they've if got got to, you've got to find a striker and it is the hardest thing to find a the striker they, that can put it in the net but They've got a deal. Where were they in the Danny Ings sweepstakes?
0: This is what this is the one I wanted to bring up. Like they were a logical fit for Danny Ings.
3: And Villa were not. Yeah. And Villa were not. And that one came completely out of nowhere when they signed him. That was bizarre, wasn't it?
0: But they've got so they've they've agreed a deal for some the top scorer in the Belgian Pro League.
1: Right. I'd so we'll share that. Um, he's got Josie I mean, all over him, has not he? In
2: fairness, <laughs> Emmanuel Dennis from, Watford, from the Belgian League last year, and he's been good. It's a fair. Play? The first player all time. He hasn't scored in the last like yeah. He came
3: from Club Brugge, I, I think. he came from Club Brugge. Uh, wasn't he? Did he
2: go to Germany though? No, nah, he's in Club Brugge. Club Brugge.
1: I'm not Whoever this guy is, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just not backing him.
2: What's his name, Will? Sorry, he's not gone that
0: far. <laughs> oh, God, you're testing me. Eh? <laughs> uh, Dennis. And that's spelled with a Z. Undav.
1: No. Don't like the Dennis with a Z, I'll be honest.
3: <laughs> no, that's a bad sign <laughs> for the start. Uh,
0: Michael Farage Breslin over there. <laughs> well, he's a top scorer. No, I, 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 look. He's, He's no prol- longer
1: the top scorer. What I, be a classic Brighton thing. What I it?
0: read earlier was that he was prolific. Not that he was the top oh, scorer.
2: He has, no, he has, he has scored
1: 25 this season. <laughs> I thought you were just going to left it as he has scored.
2: <laughs>
1: no, mean, just, <clears> I mean, that's more than most of Brighton strikers if he scored one.
2: Ah, supposedly Brighton bought him and loaned him back yeah, to did. the club. That's why I was confused because it's like... He's at them until 2022, and then back on loan. I was like,
1: surely he scored more than seven goals to be on loan. Turns out he scored seven. So, he went did back they buy loan. him in January and loan him back. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Have they scored they since January? <laughs> so they did what they needed to do, and then loaned him back. So they... Well, I've, I've got no sympathy for Brighton now. They've literally got allowed eight goals this season.
0: Who? Neil Mopo's got eight goals this season. Yeah. He's yeah, trashed he's How many of them are penalties?
3: <laughs> trash <laughs> him being trash player. Who do
0: you, you think's got the most assists for them? It's going to be like
3: two. What Pascal Gross.
0: It's, Pas- it's Pascal Gross with three. Who's out of contract this summer? Pascal
2: Gross. Pascal
0: Gross.
2: He's been a great free signing, by the way. He's in class now, hasn't
1: he's about he? to be a great free signing for someone else, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to apologise to Neil Mopay because it turns out he's only scored one penalty this year. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's missed afterwards, he's taken, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Which means he scored seven from open play. When did these happen?
2: Honestly,
3: Neil Mopay's got them. 26 in 98 for Brighton in the Prem.
2: <sighs> That's one every
0: four. But he, he's just terrible, though but i think the, i think the thing with brian is how yeah, much they yeah, create because because yeah. every single week every single week is you look at the xg and i know it's a flawed metric but every single week they've battered whoever they've played on xg
1: and they just well, look at that and that actually in the, back of the net. in the xg difference per 90 so basically the balance of, of that <laughs> they'd actually be 12 so they're pretty much where they're supposed to be that's mm. interesting because they overshot it in, in, in the first half of the season. They were doing better than they were supposed to Yeah. And this, this half. They're doing exactly what Will says. And mm. what they were doing this time, Is it two years ago? It was last year. Last year we were talking about this? Yeah. I, I mean, there's only so many times we can have this conversation. If we're having it, why? Have, what are they doing over at Brighton? You, you kind of feel like they're a, a well-run club and oh. you've got a good manager. Just find it. Just
0: go and buy him. Who do you buy though? It's well, not point. Yeah,
1: it's
0: it's the hardest. It's not striker recruitment is the hardest position in the sport because Chelsea have spent four hundred million on them or whatever, and they haven't got a single one I like.
1: Well, here's what you do when Watford go down, you just poach Dennis off them and get a real Dennis-Dennis partnership. That's what we're looking for for next season. Now I think, look if if they've got
0: Mopi on seven, and if they get Callum Wilson, that gets them up to fifteen goals a season.
1: Oh, look, Wilson. Um,
0: Dave, um, I'm Graham.
1: Out
0: on <laughs> yeah, you've been out for months. Um, Dave, I want to read you a quote from Graham Potter. Oh. Um,
2: when he please was please tell me, it's about him asking the fans not to ask the players to shoot. Yeah, it's that, that It's that one. He's saying that the build-up play is there and then basically the players feel under pressure from the fans. So instead of making the passes that they keep going through in training, they're panicking and shooting. basically, is the gist.
0: like, Ross, you answered it, this is the quote. The build-up suggests we're getting there. Of course, the longer you go, you can hear the crowd shoot, shoot, shoot. And that sometimes is a challenge for the players because sometimes there's an opportunity to shoot, sometimes there's a chance for the block and then to transition. And sometimes maybe one more pass gets you in a better position, but if you miss that pass, you could have shot. It's just one of those things we're going through, a bit of pain, a bit of suffering, but that does affect confidence. It affects the little bit of the final bit. It's the Premier League and Premier League defenders. It isn't so straightforward to create chances and score. What do you make of that? Because to me. And like, obviously, there's pressures that get put on, put on, fan, gets put on players by fans. But
2: that's pathetic. It sounds, it sounds it like is. a man out of ideas. He's like, what we're going through should be working. It's not, not gonna change it. So maybe the players are feeling pressure to shoot by their own fans. I don't know. I don't. I don't. buy the Premier League players thing. are influenced
3: by fans calling to shoot as to when they're going to oh, shoot I'm not, I'm not well
2: thomas party's not ross you can tell him to pass and he'd still shoot
3: look i was thinking about bringing up thomas party he's got two <laughs> goals this season by the way
2: <laughs> about 200 shots
3: 44 actually i've just seen the stat
0: i'm no. not gonna let you know i'm not gonna lie i when i go to watch thomas party shoot i feel exactly the same way whenever i saw john obie mikhail shoot which is the game's gone
3: well, the worst thing is, the commentator's are always like, oh, he had a great reputation for a long way shooting when he was at Atletico Madrid. i am like, how can he have? How can he possibly <laughs> have? Have you yeah. seen
0: him? reason I bring up that quote, though, is... I mean, there's been some criticism of Potter's style from the fans. And we sort of... We talked about this a few weeks ago, where we were like, it's nonsense, what are you doing? But there is a... Sorry, go on. No, no, go on, dive in.
3: When he's gone and they get Steve Bruce in... <laughs> they will be fuming. Like they're not going to get anyone fair. who plays better football to watch than than and Potter. At the end of the day, like, as, as Mike said, they're about where they should be.
1: This is exactly where they're supposed to be. They had a good start the the in the, and the second half. And that's they're where probably
3: worse than all the teams that are above them. But maybe there's a couple you could argue about. Villa or whatever. But I don't... Uh, I don't know.
1: They're exactly where they should be. They're right next to their their big bitter rivals, Crystal Palace. That's that's where they should be.
3: If if they sack Potter, I I just think they're going to end up going down.
1: Mm. I
2: mean, if they sack Potter, they're going to watch him go to a rival and or a better team and yeah. watch him
1: be a brilliant manager. So it's just. This... Yeah, I really would worry about them if he left because it, it, it's not an amazing squad. If it really on. is no, not. It's not. It's really not that great. I, think, I mean, you look
0: at the way Ben White has been filtered out and replaced with um, White, the guy who was on loan. What's his name? is not, Duffy. not oh, Duffy. I can't remember his Webster. name. Webster, Webster. I think it's Webster. Um, and the way it's just like they've not really missed a beat defensively other than this last little rough period. That shows you the quality of Potter. But do Brighton play great football? Or do they just play possession football?
1: Yeah, I'm not actually sure it's as good as we think it is. Yeah, I'm say it's great
0: because the two, the few times I've watched Brighton with a, a neutral lens, i.e., they haven't been playing Chelsea, I found I sit there and I go, Jesus Christ, why is it taking us so? Why is it taking you so long to get the ball from A to B? They have no, and this is weird given they have a few quick players. They have no north south zip. They remind me of Chelsea in a way that way there's sometimes they watch them and they lack they lack a bit of like they're like, like Watford you watch Watford watch Watford, Watford are dynamic that front three at least moves when you watch Brighton it just feels like sometimes it goes side to side side to side and clearly it works but it must be really difficult for a striker to play that way like you do get fed up with you do get chances but it's just the way of chance creation feels a bit funny to
1: me. Yeah, I am going to go back a little bit on what I said earlier in that you can understand a little bit in that sense why the fans are annoyed when the ball's not going in the net. Yeah. Because we yeah. get all this build-up. I mean, even City fans do this sometimes oh. when uh, when it's not going in the net for them. And so you can imagine what it's like for Brighton. You draw 0-0, but you haven't won in – you've lost all your last five before the weekend. You draw 0-0 with, with Norwich. And it's kind of yeah, side to side, keep the ball, which is if we're being fair, if you've got the players for it, is a winning formula. But yeah. if you can't put it in the net, it's gonna be it is gonna be tough ish to watch. But like we're saying, I don't think it gets much better. I don't think it gets much better. If you switch manager, I don't think it gets better.
3: They lost six in a row before the Norwich game.
1: I
0: just think if I was going to compare it as a style, I would compare it to almost Louis Van Gaal's United.
1: Ooh.
0: Where it was really like Louis Van Gaal's United controlled games, like they, they controlled games, but a lot of the time they were not they were never in danger of winning the game. That and that's how it odd. kind of that's kind of, yeah. And it also a bit like Sari when he first arrived at Chelsea and he was trying to get the players to play that way and Jorginho had about nine thousand touches of the ball, and he never moved it more than two yards. And it, eventually, they're building to something, and it's probably the best way of dominating games and picking up points. And if you do want to be a top ten side, it's probably the way to do it. But it, the growing pains really are tough.
1: So, yeah, particularly when your strikers you can't put it in the goal, that, that makes yeah. it more. Yeah,
0: I bring fun. that up to say uh, to say, Dave. Finally, after two years, we got some criticism of Potter's style that <laughs> we've actually thought through.
1: Yeah, I think that was a bit fairer than we sometimes have been. Yeah. Now, Everton! <laughs> Until we come out on the, on the, on the side of Potter. Oh, yeah. no.
0: <laughs> now, Everton, they're shit.
1: They're <laughs> um, Ready for some more un- unbiased opinions? Here's what
0: I want to know. How are Brazil... Like second favourite to win the World Cup, but Richarlison's their striker. Have they not seen Mate, this man?
2: Have you seen his record for Brazil?
0: Yeah, but who were they playing? Like the Venezuela under fours. Like Pele, Pele scored a lot of goals for Brazil, and he was shit. <laughs> well. Uh, you know, I, I'm just going to say it now. I don't actually believe that Pele ever scored for Brazil. I don't believe he ever won those World Cups.
2: <laughs> like the video footage, welcome. No,
0: on. no, yeah, but there's video footage of the moon landing that didn't happen. Stanley Kubrick made it. Like, what are we doing here? Mm. we well,
2: talking about what are we doing here? <laughs> he Michael Keynes'
1: His
3: red card. That tackle on a yellow.
1: Oh my! So goodness. ridiculous. It's, it is, is it's almost hilarious. Well, it is hilarious because it was an Everton player. And just watching him walk off the pitch, but past Frank Lampard, who just didn't even look at him.
2: Hudson was right about keeping wheels. It's in his taxi away from the ground. <laughs>
1: the, the wheels are, have fallen off, Michael Keane.
0: <laughs> Has he ever had wheels? He's just oh, like a no, he's just he's just like he a, definitely hasn't. He's a fucking sledge. That's what he is.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, who scored I didn't watch this game, so just for the record. Who scored at Mason Holgate playing centre midfield? Is that what happened? I didn't watch it either. Yeah, uh,
3: Van der Beek had an injury in uh, the pre game warm up. Like uh, Mason
1: Holgate,
2: was there really no one else
1: on the bench? Oh, there really wasn't. Apart from Deli Alley, who he obviously wasn't gonna yeah, yeah, apparently
2: Lampard is not impressed with Deli Alley, which isn't a shock given like oh. the last like,
1: three managers haven't been.
2: I would like to talk
0: about Deli Alley actually, because I,
1: yeah.
0: I wanted to be as fair as possible to Deli Alley and I always I I did when Glenn Hoddle was talking about how he was dressed and in his, in his pre game and how he and the things he decided to do and his spare time like buying stuff like buying like clothes or something. I always feel like that's a really harsh criticism of players and the players get to live their life when they're not playing football however they want. But there's enough people that have gone around. Mourinho said it and Conte is not obviously not fancied him Nuno said it and now Lampard doesn't like it. There's enough evidence that I think he might have an attitude problem and it's very difficult to say that without focusing on the wrong things but I do think there's elements there because a few years ago he looked like he was going to
1: be
2: a world beater
1: yeah well he essentially was for a season or two
2: he you know he had like 37 caps by the age of like 22 and he's not been in the team since 19 god 19 2019 which is mad it's like basically three years
0: how many caps
2: I think he had it was either thirty three or thirty seven, I think. Surely he was on to break a record
1: if that's the case. That's I think okay. he But yeah, I mean Yeah, I think he's starting to build up a Remember um what was that chap from United called? Ravel Morrison, he's at Derby now. Yeah. He seems to settle down a bit, but he's almost it's different, but it's similar. Yeah. But... It... Dodging round, and this guy's supposed to be like a a mercurial talent, but no one can get it out of him. Ali has had thirty-seven caps, by the way.
0: What's really weird about Deli Ali and the way it's different to Morrison is he has been a really like he has been either the second best player or the third best player on a team that came close to winning the title twice. Like he has been he he, under Pochettino for Tottenham was like, was a star, like a star. And then overnight he had one bad season and then he just has never been able to put it together. And I, I can't tell you whether or not it's confidence or whether or not those two seasons were him on ridiculous form playing in a tactical setup that completely suited him. But, I mean,
2: he was outrageous when he was like 18, 20, nineteen, twenty, wasn't he? But what was he good at? Was he good for England? Just, to, uh, just he only going got back three
1: goals. I don't remember him being particularly great. I yeah, mean. on the uh, I was just thinking along the lines of the tactical systems. Obviously, England wouldn't have played necessarily to suit Delhi Alley.
0: Well, you look because let's yeah, that think. Might
1: be, yeah.
0: Let's think about that Tottenham team because he as a the he played number ten but it was number 10 in name alone. He was really a second striker. Yeah. I mean, like, and the creative burden was very much on Eriksen, on Trippier, on um, Kane to a lesser extent, and to also Son and Lamella whenever they played them. So he was really much, really like a a striker almost. And it's just weird. They'd never, he's, when you try and explain what Deli Ali did well, you say, oh, he's, he scored that great goal against Crystal Palace. But, you could never really quantify what he did really well. Either. I think
2: I think the thing is with Delhi Alley, why people have picked up on it so much is when he came through at Tottenham and he was this great young player, he had such a hunger to be on the ball. He was I remember him like bursting into the box, being confident, running with the ball. As he's got older the last couple of seasons, he just generally strolls around the pitch disinterested. And I think that's why people are questioning so much what's wrong because he used to be such a hungry player. He's still only 25, but like you could say the last few years, maybe three years, he just doesn't look like he cares. Let's be honest. I haven't, I mean, and like you say, there's been a couple of managers who, you know, Mourinho, Conte doesn't get much better than that for people to look at you. Lampard's an okay manager, same with Nuno. Like at the end of the day, that's four managers in that time frame that I haven't seen them as as being good enough. And it's yeah, I mean you've got a question, is is there even as much talent to unlock as people thought? Maybe he just isn't that player anymore. Well I always
0: I think you make a really good point there about the lack of the desire because you always like I'm about to conflate two players and they're nowhere near to get Deli Alley is nowhere near this player in terms of quality. But Lampard was relentless. He just ran into the box. He just always got into the right position. Always did that, and he scored goals from it. And like even when he did, even when he didn't play particularly well, finishing wise, he, <laughs> he so Mike's just had something thrown in. Even when he didn't play particularly well, finishing wise, he was a uh, he would you would always confident he'd get another chance, and he put that one in the back of the net. But Deli Ali, like he's I was always you're always a bit confident, like, oh, if he keeps playing like this, if he keeps attacking the box, eventually he'll score goals. But that's just gone. That desire to score goals, yeah. ability to get in the right position is just gone.
2: I actually saw Graham Sunas say that he needs to I know Sunas isn't the best for opinions, but he did sort of make a good point. He needs to realise, like, he needs to address whatever the issue is. Obviously, there's an issue. If he feels like he's fallen out of love with the game, he needs to do something to make himself love it again. But also, if he's just got an attitude, probably, he just needs to grow up. Like He isn't this raw like 18, 19, 20-year-old anymore. He's a 25-year-old footballer, which in footballing terms, that's quite old. Like You're probably halfway through the peak of your pro career. Most players, as soon as they hit 32, 33, dip off. He's already 25. Like, he needs to he needs to grow up and even just make it look like he tries, honestly. You watch the guy played. Like, no wonder Lampard hasn't started him. I saw him against, oh, I think, oh, I want to say Newcastle. but well, I don't think it was the Newcastle game. There was a game where he came on for 20 minutes and they were losing, obviously, as Everton seemed to be all the time. And you really were hoping he'd come on and change the game. He just didn't even look like he cared. He just jogged around the pitch. Didn't re-offer anything. And you're like, what happened to this guy? He used to be such an exciting player. Just what? what's happened? Just baffles me, really. Well, it says something
3: that it won't use him and he will go to Mason Holgate in central midfield instead.
2: Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, that is. <coughs> How bad has he got for that to be a decision that a man can make? 16-17,
3: now has got 18 goals in the Prem.
2: Yeah, he was outrageous. He was now. almost unbelievable at times. 21? 2021 that year?
3: He scored 10 the year before and he what was, he was only, what, 18. Then,
0: where do you think he goes next? What do you think is the next step for him? Because he's not going to stay at Everton, is he?
3: Well, it depends if they go down. I don't. Is another Prem team going to take him on? I I don't think he showed much to convince anyone to do
2: Southampton or what? Correct. Correct
0: me if I'm wrong. (laughs) Is he on loan at Everton, or has he gone there permanently? Um, Permanent
2: transfer. Yeah. And four-year deal. Oh dear. Because yeah, um, yeah. mm-hmm. I was going to say, I was going to say, if you're well, Everton, just not... signed
0: off on that.
3: It was yeah, when it Lampard depends. was in, wasn't it? Lampard, Ever... Lampard supposedly really wanted
2: him in. And it's free, with uh, basically like some funny. Some yeah, like if he does well, there's like bonuses, and it could go up to thirty million. But right now, it looks like uh-huh. going so to it's be free, giving Everton more but, money.
0: <laughs> not to shoot, <laughs> to not to shoot lamps and bail, but. Um, in theory if you can get Deli Alley on the cheap and you think you can rehabilitate him then it's a bit of a no-brainer I mean but four years of whatever money is that that's that is that's tough that is um but the reason I ask is because if you if you're going into the championship and you've got to go into the the championship's a war of attrition I don't want Deli Alley in the trenches with me I don't think he has the stuff I'm not saying he's not talented enough to be amazing at that level, because he's clearly too talented for that level. But does he have the does he have the sh- the inner strength to want to get up and go and play um, Luton away on a Tuesday night?
1: It's a good point. I, I, like you, will I wouldn't want him next to me no. in the battle in the championship. And okay. it's an extra eight games a season. It's brutal down there. Yeah. And <laughs> it's, I it's keep not easy. I keep seeing him
0: linked with PSG, and I cannot think of a worse move for his career. I mean, probably career-wise, if you're interested in making money, I don't think there's a, a terrible one because as Julian Draxler's proved, you can win a lot of money just by coming off the bench nice, in Champions it? League play, Champions League games. But I'd like to see him go and play in the Bundesliga or something. Just go over there, get your, score some goals, get you get the joy back in your game, and then I think if. I, well, I'm more hope with Deli Ali. If he just goes there and he has that experience of what it's like to play and have fun and not have the the expectations that you've had at Tottenham or the relegation battle that you've had at Everton, I just I'd love to see what he could do there. But I think sadly it's more likely that he'll be leaving Everton on a free transfer at 29 and retiring. la David Bentley. Mm.
1: Yeah, that's a good comparison. That'd be that'd be a shame if that's. That is how it goes. I think abroad would be the move if he does want to revive his career.
3: Yeah, I agree. Bundesliga yeah. is a shout. I agree, to be honest. No,
0: Bloody anyone can score yeah. over there. God, anyone. Dave would put seven in against Fortuna Düsseldorf.
2: Christ. I don't think that's okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Any other teams anyone wants to touch on quickly?
1: Man United, Mike. Could we, we don't know? have to do that again. <laughs> <you>? <laughs> <laughs> Can we? <clears throat> Can we? Um, Marsh's Leeds. I've
0: got nothing to say.
2: No, no not I me. Mean I feel like we had a massive pod about Leeds when uh, they got rid of Bielsa, and I feel like there's not actually been that many games since the international break to make like a proper. What about,
1: is it it finally Burnley's time? They don't look like they're fighting like they normally...
0: It's Burnley's time. It is Burnley's Burnley's time.
1: time. It's Burnley's time. I think I'm convinced as well.
3: I'm beginning to think so too. I am They're just not good.
2: I'm a bit amazed that it is happening, to be honest. As much as I was saying it, I did think
0: there's no way. I'm not amazed... I just, I, I, I've been, I think I've been amazed that they've stayed up every year.
1: Mm.
0: And that has sort of like lulled, lulled us all into a false sense of security because that squad is awful. And this year was the first time they've added real quality
1: to it, but I think
0: it's too little too late.
1: Like, I mean, you, the rest, it's terrible.
0: Your defensive structure can't fall apart when Ben Mee doesn't play.
1: Oh, it's like pissing on a fire. Having a couple of talented players to that, it is just pointless.
0: Yeah, it is. It really is. Luckily, they got twenty-five million for Chris Wood, which looks like an excellent bit of business. Every time he plays for Newcastle, dear God. <laughs>
3: well, because wasn't Vecross? Was he? They paid him any money for Vecross, or no?
1: I think they paid a bit, but not twenty-five mil. Maybe ten.
0: I think Vecross is good.
1: No, I do too. To yeah, yeah. and Cornet, if they do go down. Well, they would not be staying.
0: Yeah, no, get no a bit money. of money though. Retool. See what you can yeah. do in the championship.
1: Three Dice days? Yeah, I think draw dice days. Yeah, I think so. He's a yeah. cut above for that league, isn't he? Good
0: grief. Yeah. War of attrition. No better place to have a war than Burnley. Um, just quickly, I did want to ask you about Wolves because Martinio out of contract this summer, Neves apparently going to Barcelona. So big summer ahead for Wolves in that midfield. What do you what do you make of that? What do you make? What do you rate their chances of being able to replace those
1: two effectively? If they both go, I think it's almost impossible.
3: So it's both your both your central midfield players in the same. They look
1: like they were made to play next to each other. <laughs> like I don't know how you. I mean, they'll they'll probably find some. Old Mendes will pull some out of his. Yeah,
2: probably
1: out his Portuguese squad, but. Um,
3: because if you get no money for Moutinho, too.
2: Yeah, isn't he like 35, 36 now, Mutinho? he's yeah. old. He is. He, 30, he's, he's old in football years. He's still he's still great, to be honest.
1: I'd imagine they'll get a good fee for Ruben Neves. Yeah, do. they will.
2: I, I was surprised to
0: see Ruben Neves linked with Barcelona. Because, not saying he's not a good player, but if Barcelona had. Aspiring to winning the Champions League, he, I'm not sure he's that good. I'm not sure if he's. Am I am I being harsh on him? But
3: no, I, don't, I, I agree. I don't think agree. he's a very
0: good player, I but like I don't. Him. I don't think he's. I don't think
1: he's Champions League good. Well, I probably would agree with that. But but, but maybe maybe he could be better. I don't know.
0: I'll say. I got actually going back to it. I mean, I didn't think. Jorginho is Champions League good and he showed that in the right tactical system he can do well enough to get you through the rounds but I just, I just do feel it is a, it, it was a bit of an odd one when I saw that but I, I think they've what? done that thing on FIFA where you send a scout to a specific region and they've come back with a Dama Troy O'Reilly, and Ruben Neves and that scout needs sacking
1: let me tell you yeah I'd agree with that and the Abameyang although that's worked out well but
3: well and Adama's been been better as not he since he's been there
1: what what do you reckon Nevers' fee would look like
0: Forty. Well, forty million in Wolverhampton—that would—that'd buy you the city. <laughs>
3: well, how much did they pay? How much did they pay for Ruben Nevis?
1: Only like so twenty. 16, Sixteen. Sixteen. In twenty seventeen, <laughs> so they're going to make good money out of that.
0: With without knowing the details of his contract, I
1: can't imagine
0: he's. I, I can't imagine he's got too many years on. I would expect he's been around about forty five
1: got two years left
0: two years, two years left season. I don't know the premier League crazy money I just think he's not going if it's any more than 45 because I think I know Barcelona are daft but come on. Uh, I just it's a funny one I, I I don't know why
3: they'd go for him I, I don't know you think they but there's the uh, whatever the president's called he's coming up with all this stuff about how they're back in the big leagues or whatever in the transfer market and then they're buying players from wolves
0: i just don't get this like how are they allowed to like they're taking out like a 500 million loan on top of their 1.2 billion in debt i'm like look i don't want to go full conspiracy again after early on in the podcast but finance is a myth like these, these none of this money exists It's just real there's they're just made up numbers that everyone's thrown around it's like i always say dave if you can't count on an abacus i don't want to know <laughs>
2: Ah uh, well, that is yeah, your
1: philosophy with these things. Stat of the start week. Financial advice. Stat of the week. I think it's
0: time. Mike, give us the intro.
1: It's Dave's stat of the week.
2: Well, you see, I did have the XG one that for Verna, but there was one I shared earlier in the chat that, to be honest, I found pretty pretty stunning. Given that wow. we know he's a good keeper, but so. Someone's worked out basically the keepers oh. that are above their XG. So obviously, <laughs> their XG against is sorry, just technically below their XG. So basically, people that have like higher XG against and goals conceded. Saar at Wolves should have conceded forty nine goals, but he's only conceded twenty seven. That is mental. And next best is Allison, who has a difference of eleven. Should have conceded twenty nine. He's conceded eighteen. I mean. If that doesn't say how good a season SARS had, I mean, when I've watched him, I've been pretty impressed, but no one's really been speaking about him as best keeper, one of the best keepers. I mean, that's pretty impressive. I know Wolves are good at the back, but he makes a lot I mean, of
0: sense, doesn't he? Yeah, that that stat was actually more worrying. I thought for Wolves. I mean, obviously you're right, David It shows his really.
2: Well, they're good they're, they're that much xG, you mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the fact that they their season could be much worse if they weren't, if their keeper wasn't having such a good year, like, because they have to struggled to score.
2: Yeah, interesting to see what happens next year. I mean, for what it's worth, Schmeichel at Leicester has an XG against a fifty-six. And he's conceded forty-seven.
3: Well, so, what's has got against him?
2: <laughs> Sixty-one, and he's conceded sixty-eight. He's the worst Ooh. performing keeper. Minus seven.
0: What about the cycling? Surprise what about the cycling it? GK?
1: <laughs> uh, he's not playing enough games. Yeah, too right. Because they've been splitting time between Backman and him, haven't they? Let's yeah. let's let's get rid of Obviously him. Full he's top. riding around Cheddar Gorge. Oh,
0: did you see him the <laughs> other day? Did you see him the other day? Like he's taking a Mick. Like. Gerard had been like I didn't like your questions today, Kelly which is not really which wasn't great but Ben Foster's like oh they're great questions I'm like Ben you just lost 2-0 <laughs> like why are you running around here like you you literally
1: oh, what, punched thin air as Jotters like, why, and headed home
0: why are you crusty the Clown over it? like let's let's have a bit of I'm not asking I'm not asking you to look like you've just sat through Requiem for a dream but like at least give me something Ben something fucking tour de caca over there honestly right <laughs> wazzler of the week um michael keane uh five-time winner of the award which is excellent dave, <laughs> have you got a terrorist uh, tweet for me yeah i do,
2: okay, let me do uh, the
0: intro. mr david how spends a lot of time on twitter ladies and gentlemen it's so where he gets most of his football opinions and now, as we all know with twitter some of it's bad but every week we ask him to bring a tweet to the three of us that we've not seen before and he gets us to react dave take it away
2: Well, it's it's a new number of tweets, but this one was the most ridiculous. Basically, TalkSport, as usual, saying stupid things, had said something about Rashford's problem. Like, is he just going for a blip? Is he not as good as what people thought? Someone who, with the username United Way with an out of SAM81M, with a picture of George Best, said form-based choices for Rashford not playing. Rashford performance is championship level. How is it, if this guy's watched the championship, good Lord. Tehev Chong looks good there. And he is, he's not, I'm not even sure he's anything better than the relegation no. candidate friend no. player. Obviously,
0: like, obviously, Dave, that guy models his life after George Best and he has had so much to drink. That he
2: can yeah, understand. I mean, <laughs> God, Rashford, Rashford's still a great player, in my opinion. If he's coached in a system that favours him, I mean, I still think he's as good as he's always been to be honest. I don't think he's a bad player. He's got to get out of United. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree, get out of United. But get the him players, down the Arsenal. The players still there, uh, yeah, I'd love to see him at Arsenal, to be fair. I don't think do, we can afford Does he have to get out of United?
0: Or do we finally, after like, I don't know, how many years has it been, Eight years, do we have to get United, a competent attacking coach?
1: Can we get the United out of United? That's what we need. True. true.
0: No, but look at Rashford, right? Rashford came through under Van Gaal, who's not exactly play the most attacking football, but he brought him on enough. He then played under Mourinho, who, as we know, tasked him to basically be a a left-back at times. So... Not the right thing to do. He played under Solskjaer, who he looked very good under, but also Solskjaer indulged him and let him develop all these kinds of bad habits. And now he's playing under Ranić, who who isn't great for his development, Isn't doesn't seem to be teaching things. Can we just get him, like, I don't want to say let's get him Pep, because not everyone's Pep, but at least let's get him someone like Pochettino. Let's
3: get him Arteta, I think.
0: Not get but, like, if, honestly, if Pochettino took over at United... I'd be really interested to see what he did with that front line because I really do think, I think there's a real player in Rashford. He's Mm -hmm. one of the few players in the league that when I see him on the team sheet, no matter what form he's in, he scares me.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. He can do things that a lot of other people can't do. And he's quick, which is always a worry for defenders. Yeah,
3: maybe when the new manager comes in, if it's Poch or whoever, but the fact that they won't even start him and they'll play a non a complete non striker. Bruno and Pogba. Up front. Uh, there's something not right there. Whether something's happened
0: behind the scenes, I don't know. But Alright. And look, United fans can feel whatever they feel. It's not it's not my oh no. We'll get to that in a second. The uh the um <laughs> Mike's puts in the chat. The uh I
1: just sent it to you all. Oh,
0: great. Um the uh like his whole Thing about you can support your club however you want but to look at to look at um Rashford who played so well last year and played through like massive injuries like problems with your back problems with your legs and to put up he put up like 20 goal contributions last year he put, the he put our team on on
1: his bad back on his
0: literal bad back and to to turn around and then start talking talking about oh he's a championship level player like it's it's disrespectful is what it is and and um, it just drives me at the wall, like part part of the part of a team being good is that it overcomes things and the good players become great through that. So you've got to support them through thick and thin. So perhaps get cut him a bit of slack. And I also I mean like we're really gonna criticize someone at United, we're gonna criticize the guy who gives food parcels. What about we criticize the bloke who can't go to America? Let's get a grip. Right, are we gonna? Am I gonna react to the um, the cycling goalkeepers Instagram real live?
1: It's a great save, to be honest, why are they wearing full kit? I, I think it might be a Watford. Uh, Inter squad friendly, friendly. friendly.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> he's already on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> How's he already on the floor?
1: It's a great save.
0: Oh no! Wonder Watford are going down if they can't put that away. <laughs> that is a good
2: point. Is he is
0: this Ben Foster
2: or Calder Dragon?
0: What are we doing here?
2: What well if they're defending like that, Christ, no wonder they're where they are. Did the GoPro and the gold do it justice? Just fuck off Ben Foster.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I see a bit of professionalism from you. Right. Um I'm trying to think what else we've got to give out. We don't. Dave, if the people want to find find you on the social medias, where can they find you?
2: Uh it's at Dave Harris underscore forty-four. Mike? at Mikey Breslin Ross Bird uh, at Ross underscore
0: Bird 14 and for me it's at Hunt 17 but please don't follow me please instead follow the at in and around pardon on all the socials including Mumsnet and we will catch you next week where we will probably talk about more football <laughs>
1: it has City to be a huh? is it City Liverpool next weekend yeah, yeah it is yeah. What so I'll game. leave you with that enjoy the game yeah Will we have um, Henry Hodgson yeah. on? Depends yeah, on the results,
0: oh, before yeah, we go, we before we go, I watched Gabriella Bonghore predict the run in for <coughs> Liverpool, oh, Liverpool, Man yeah, City, cool. and he predicted that, unsurprisingly, that Villa would have the say in the title race, in that they would lose to Liverpool and then Stevie G would do Man do man, do him a favour by drawing with Man City, and I was like. I don't think there's a better example for the fact that people who go into academies at football should stay in school as well. Like, I've never seen a better example than Gabriel Gwandlaw. He's
3: so thick. I I don't know how anyone listens to Talk Sport. I'm sorry. Like, (laughs) Jamie O'Hara and Gabriel
0: Gwandlaw. Hold on. Hold on. He's so what,
2: Dave? Thick. Thick. With two C's? No. (laughs) (laughs) He's All I'm going to say on Gabby Agbondlahor as well, <coughs> Talksport did some Cheltenham predictions while they were all there, and Gabby Agbondlahor spoke like a child. Like, the guy just, he can't even speak. Like, that's all I have to say about that man. Talks about himself like he's a Premier League great. Fuck off, you wazzic. <laughs> you hit double figures in the season twice. Right, that's enough. I'm going to have to. Take myself off the call before I say everything too bad.
3: I've been Arsenal willing with that one Oh, God.
2: So were Tottenham. Right, up. enough's
3: <laughs>
0: enough. Sayonara. <laughs>